Hello everyone and welcome to the VG Podcast episode 2 where you guys dig in the intro and outro music. Yeah, I'm kind of tinkering with that a little bit, so please excuse that. Before I start today's show, I would like to remind everyone that you can support me on anchor.fm slash thevgman slash support. Again, that's anchor, like anchoring a ship, anchor.fm slash thevgman slash support. And you can also support me on patreon.com slash thevgman. And on Patreon, there's an exclusive benefit on one of the tiers that allows your name to be mentioned in the intro and outro of my podcast as a contributor. So if you're interested, feel free to look into that. And no matter what, you can continue to listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, and many, many other platforms to come. But with all that being said, let's get on with the show. Welcome back, everyone. This next segment is about demos, and particularly the demo for Pikmin 3. Now, Pikmin 3 is obviously the sequel to the other two Pikmin games, which in and themselves are a very obscure Nintendo franchise. It's a Nintendo franchise, but it's one of the more lesser known, mainly because there's only been three games, and two of them are on the GameCube. That might be part of the why. Another reason why it might be because they're really strange strategy games and that kind of alienates people. But nonetheless, um, this is my first time playing a Pikmin game in general, and I played the Pikmin 3 demo. So the other day, they released a demo for Pikmin 3, and the big thing that drew me to it was the fact that the pr- your save progress will carry over to the main game, and you also unlock some bonus features if you complete the demo. And so I'm like, well, hell, I've never played a Pikmin game before. Why not give it a shot? Um, and I like it a lot. Um, the game is super duper fun. It's engaging. It has strategy to it. And there is a day-night cycle time mechanic type thing that normally I don't like unless it's Majora's Mask. But for this game, it felt okay. Um... And so my overall impressions of Pikmin 3 are very good. But that also got me to thinking, man, why can't we have more demos like this today? What The, the thing is, today in video games, we have betas, which are mainly for multiplayer games. They're meant to test out servers and capacity and um, what they like to call stress test, where they just try to overload the servers, and so if there's any issues, they can handle them in the beta instead of handling them in the release. But we don't really get demos anymore. Demos for games just don't really ever come up, and if if they're there, then all they are is they're just a broken-off segment from the the game, like uh, the recent uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 demo, that's literally just a excerpt taken from the middle point of the game, but that's it. That's all there is to it, and that and that was a case of an accept. That was an exception to the rule, because since it's a Crash Bandicoot and it's a series that's on the PlayStation and had demos before, they felt the need to do another demo there. But what made Pikmin 3's demo so good was because. Your save progress carried over, 
and it flat out gave you the beginning of the game for free. The the we haven't seen something like that since maybe the shareware days of the original Doom. The and for anybody who's not in the know with that, the original Doom when it first came out came out as a shareware game where they would give you a where you could go somewhere, you know, stores, order it online or whatever. And you will get the first chunk of the game for free, and when you beat it, it's like, hey, you want to order the rest? You can go through the magazine and order the rest of the issues. But the fact is, people would play that demo to death because there'd be so much content that you could bite into. And slowly but surely, the content that's found in demos starts waning, 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 waning. Until now, it's just basically broken off segments of other game of the game itself. And that's that's all there is to it. Just, oh, here's a little gameplay segment. And that's if, if the game has a demo. Even that's not as common anymore. But Pikmin, 3 de- Pikmin 3's demo was just great because now I feel motivated to get Pikmin 3. I have save data that carries over all the little mistakes and things that I did will completely carry over. I got the introduction of the game, so I know what the game's generally about and how the game plays. I know how the game is going to build upon challenge. I already started seeing that towards the end of the demo. And so my impressions of Pikmin 3 are really, really great, but I also feel that part of it is because of how they executed the demo. And I... I guess all that was to get to this point that more demos should be like that. There should be more demos in general for video games so people can try out stuff. But the demos should be like that. Just give people the beginning of the game and maybe the first couple levels and say, hey, do you want more? Come buy the full game. And people will feel motivated to because they already feel invested. They've already completed some of the levels. They already know where things are going, and they're ready to fucking jump in. That should be how demos go. Give them the beginning of the game, have your save progress carry over, and I promise you, you will get way more people interested in playing your game. And this Pikmin 3 demo is an example of that. It was a game that I had, game series that I had no interest in at all, but suddenly I got a good demo of one of the games, and now all of a sudden I really, really, really want to play Pikmin 3 when it comes out on Switch October 30th. I I like. I just wish more demos were like that. I wish more demos were like the Pikmin 3 demo, and I just wish there were more demos in general. So I guess games industry, please give us demos, and give us demos that will actually get people invested in the game instead of just breaking off a segment of the game and going, here you go, there you go. It comes off as a little cynical when you break off segments of the game like that instead of just giving people the introduction and getting people invested and then going, hey, you want to play more? Give us $60. That It works. It That way of doing demos works. It worked with the original Doom, and it will work now. Just give people a reason to stick around. Give people the save data to continue playing the moment they put the game in. You're not losing sales 
by making it so that those players don't have to repeat the opening cutscenes again. So I guess that's all I have to say on that. Um, Pikmin 3 uh, impression, it, my impressions of Pikmin 3 are very strong, but I also do believe that that's part because of it being just a great demo. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, and hopefully more single-player games will have demos like the demo for Pikmin 3. Alrighty, everybody, I'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. The next topic is about video games, and I'm going to try to keep it brief, not go on for too long, but who knows? There's more that I have to say about one of the th one of these topics than others. So for everybody who's not in the gaming know, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X will be coming out in November, around about the same time. I have to look up the specific dates. I know that it's the 12th for the PlayStation 5 in America. Mine will be coming in that day as well. And the Series X comes out, I believe, a few days before that. I'd have to look out on my tablet for the specific date. But nonetheless, point is... The next consoles are coming out, and they have shown us in one form or another on both the Xbox and the PlayStation the upcoming UI, which is user interface. And for anybody who doesn't know what user interface means is, I mean, if you have a DVD player or a Blu-ray player and there's like a main menu or something like that. That's a UI. It's the user interface. It's the console's menus. Um, uh, most people have smart TVs now. The smart On a smart TV, it would be like the home hub type area. Um, that would be a UI, user interface, since most TVs nowadays are basically computers with large screens. Regardless, user interface is how the menus of the consoles themselves are going to look. And we recently got a look at how these next consoles will be running with their user interfaces. And um, I'm going to start to I'm going to talk about Xbox Series X first because that one's pretty brief. Now we were able to get the info on this with a system update where they intentionally updated the system um the xbox one the previous console the not the one coming up but the one the previous con previous generation um xbox one i have an s an xbox one s um yeah i'm getting off topic <laughs> um they updated Xbox One to have the user interface for the upcoming Xbox Series X to show people what it would look like on their console, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's like a cleaner, smoother version of what we already have. Um, I'm looking here, there's a slight change to, like, boxes and information, but a lot of how the interface is going to work is going to be similar to Xbox, is similar to this, 
but I see how they're going to change it. They've updated it so that the background image of the Xbox One shows which one you have. So I have an Xbox One S, and so the background is an image of an Xbox One S. I'm sure if you have a Series X, then which is the new console, then it would have a different background, and it probably would be a little faster, like as far as clicking and responding, etc. But regardless, Xbox about the same as um, about the same as before. Now with PlayStation, it's a little different. With PlayStation, we got a mix a mix of a couple things. A, we got some features that were added to PlayStation 4 users that have brought up, you know, a big debate online about privacy and all that kind of stuff. And um we also got a video with with footage of how the user interface of the PlayStation 5 is going to work. That one is similar to PS4, but they've made some key improvements. One they have small boxes. Um, I think I said PS1 before PS4. But anyway, the they have small boxes representing each of the different games on the user interface menu. And each of those um, obviously will represent the different games. And there's a separate tab for media, which I appreciate them doing because they didn't do that on the previous console. So that's a you know, thumbs up there. Um, it, 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 in the previous console, it was just sort of like its own little app and that kind of thing, and it, can, it could get lost in the shuffle with a lot of other games. Um, so that looks cool. It looks very easy to jump in and out of new games from how they showed it off um, in the video, but we'll obviously see how clean and slick the use, UI is when the console releases but that looks okay but the issue the problems that people are having which i mentioned privacy before are we've been getting this notification saying your parties are go potentially going to be recorded and stuff will be recorded and it could be reported and that kind of thing and so they had to come out and do some clarification on that saying that we do not record on our own volition. We only record when another player starts starts to record other players' chat. And that's an only a feature on PlayStation 5, but since PS4 and PS5 players can go together, then in that party, um, nobody else can record unless they have the PS5 console. Um, and so if you're on PS4 now, even though you're getting that notification, no, PlayStation is not recording your chats and all that stuff, and no, you can't be reported right now, but when the PS5 comes out and you have a PS5 player in that party, be on the lookout because he can record you, but the good thing is that if he is recording you, you will be notified, so that's, that's good news, that's good news at least. Um... Uh, with, there's also other, um, slight issues with the PlayStation 5 user interface, um, particularly with parties and chats 
and how those work now. So before, you could have private parties and you could have multiple different parties. But now they've made it tied to the messenger system. So and if you want to start a party, you have to basically invite the player you want to. But not just that, you'll probably also have to invite all your friends that you usually play with so then when you create a party, everybody can join the party, but nobody else can create one in that message group. So the new PlayStation parties are connected to message groups on PlayStation, which is a very, very bizarre choice. Um, I, it's, it's more of like a slight inconvenience because with my group of friends, we just add everybody to the, to it and we'll just join up and that's, that's all fine. But if you want to create a party with maybe just five people for like a siege match or something like that, Rainbow Six Siege match, um, you'd have to do it with those five people. You'd have to start a message group with those five people specifically, and then you would have to create a party, and then they would have to see that that party's there and join it, and you can't invite people to said party. So, very bizarre. Um, it, I, I'm sorry if this sounded a little bit rambly, but I'm doing it more... I'm, this is unscripted. Um, I'm just doing this, you know, as I'm thinking about it. Um... So basically, to summarize, it's a lot of the same with user interfaces as far as PlayStation 5 and Xbox, just slightly cleaner, slightly touched up, and some of the new features, quote-unquote, that they've added to PlayStation are a little strange and a little unnecessary and scared a lot of people. Um, so... I guess my impressions of that is they probably should figure out a way so that it's not, so I can just send somebody a, a friend party invite or something. Um, because it's just ridiculous to have everything tied to message groups. Anyway, I think you guys get the point. Um, or at least I, I hope so. I hope I may, I tried, I, I tried to explain that in a way that, um, you know, people would be able to understand that, my apologies if it comes off as a little rambly and unfiltered, but I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. This is episode two. This is a learning process. So I appreciate you guys um, with all the support online and all that stuff. So I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on audio and all that stuff. Anyway, before I ramble too much, um, got, well, I'll, I'll have to take a little uh, break here. But I'll be right back. Stick around. That's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to support the show, feel free to go to anchor.fm slash thevgman slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash thevgman slash support. And you can also support me on Patreon via patreon.com slash thevgman. Again, no pressure, no nothing like that. I'll continue to be uploading this show, you know, at least maybe once or twice a week, depending on the news cycle. Um, 
but if you follow me on Spotify or if you follow me on any of the other platforms I'm available for, like Google Podcasts, you'll be able to instantly know when I have a new episode up and you'll be able to check it out. So new content coming. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.